Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, welcome back to the podcast. This is your boy East Coast Trev, and we are down here again in the Dallas Safari Club um, show before it's about to kick off on the last day. And I had the pleasure of sitting in front of the winner of the Ashby Award for 2022. Is that correct? Uh, correct. Well, 21. It's actually oh, 21. 21. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't you introduce yourself so everyone kind of knows who you are, where you're from, and a little bit about what you do. Yeah, Trev, thank you for having me on here. Um, my name's Strang Middleton and I uh, live in Zambia. Lived there all my life, growing up there, born and bred. And uh, yeah, had a bow in my hand from about as long as I can remember. <laughs> Which is kind of weird for, for somebody who lives in Africa to have a bow, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not a normal... It's, it's not, yeah, it's something that's grown in, in recent times. Um, but of course, as kids, that's what we, that's what we did. You've got a stick, you've got a string. Um, in fact, I mean, I, I, I think I killed my first animal when I was about seven with a, with a traditional bow made by a local in our area. In fact, he was a poacher that we caught, on a, my, my, my dad had caught on an anti-poaching trip. And the guy came and said, listen, I'm done with poaching. I'd like a job on, on your ranch. And he came and he, I mean, he stayed with us till the day he died. But he taught me a lot of my hunting tricks and building bows and that sort of stuff was one of them. So it was pretty cool. Mum wasn't too impressed that the diker in the backyard got it, but <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that, exactly. though. Exactly. And you learn from somebody who who uses it to survive. And if they didn't, then I mean, that's if you want to learn from one person and have someone take you under the wing, that would be hundred percent the person. Hundred percent. Because I mean, the natural ability and yeah, I mean that guy. That guy taught me how to live in the bush. I mean that's that was it. I mean you could live off rats and insects if you needed to wow so it was pretty cool that's so awesome yeah. well why don't you tell everybody kind of what the ashby um award is yeah so the, the ashby award is you know we'll keep it short it's basically it's a lifetime achievement award it's not all about just what you've killed you know anyone can go out and kill a bunch of animals if you've got the right amount of money that's, mm -hmm. that's the truth of it it's it's more what you've contributed to bow hunting through your life okay so you know awareness programs helping people and basically promoting ethical bow hunting um, which in my opinion is to have the right equipment the right arrows the right broadheads to make our sport as clean and what's the word acceptable as possible you know especially in today's age we've got so many people looking over our shoulders saying Oh, you guys and all you do is wound stuff or not well that's not the case I mean if, if you know what you're doing you use the right equipment You've seen, I mean, we shoot stuff all the way up through to elephant and successfully with one arrow. So for me, it's, it's not all about just what you've achieved hunting-wise. Sure, that's a big part of it. 
but there's a much bigger picture to the whole um, archery concept and conservation concept. And I think that's the line that they're along, and I think it's a brilliant idea. And do you think by doing this and in, in hunting archery over in Africa that people look at you a little bit different or you've kind of gotten some type of flack? Yeah, look, you do get some of it. But I think nowadays more and more people are sort of understanding that, you know, and that it is doable. I mean, there's more and more people doing it. It is a growing sport. It's much easier because it's not carrying a gun. You know, hunting with rifles and carrying rifles around the world has become a bit of a nightmare. So guys are really... A lot of guys are moving to the bow hunting, but of course it's not so easy just to jump into bow hunting and say, oh, I'm going to go and hunt a buffalo. You know, it, it takes takes a few years to get used to it. But I think the sport is growing, and I think it's fantastic. And you think that the components that are being built, like the grizz sticks and so on and so forth, are really moving that forward? 100%. Equipment today, I mean, even in the last 10 years, it's incredible where it's gone to. I mean, you, you actually ask yourself, where, where can it go to? I mean, how much better can it get? But every year the guys come out with stuff and they make it stronger, they make it quicker, they make it more efficient. And that's brilliant because it, 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 it helps bow hunting and helps, helps us be cleaner hunters. Is there anything that's on the continent that you haven't shot? Oh, there's, oh yeah, there's a few things okay. I haven't shot. But most of Southern Africa, Southern African stuff, I've, uh, I've done most of it. Eh? <laughs> what do you think is the most challenging thing with the bow? All of them. Yeah. <laughs> they have their own challenge, obviously. Yeah, every single thing's got its own challenge. I mean, they... I mean, you you can go for example. I mean, I've been I've been trying to hunt a brown hyena, for example, and I mean, phew, I mean that thing is, is it's like a witch doctor. I mean, they are incredibly clever. But it can be the same with a bush pig. Right. But I've shot a bunch of bush pigs. I mean, I've, I've shot over a hundred bush pigs with a bow, which some people say, nah, you lying. That that's not possible. But every single one has. But of course, your dangerous game is that's my buzz. I mean, hunting croc, hunting hippo buffalo elephant you know you stand in front of an elephant with a stick and string in your hands yeah it's a humbling experience eh? is it is do you normally have someone backing you or you just it's just you 100 percent. 100 percent. i think look a lot of the time i mean i've done my share of it and a lot of the time i'm taking people so i'm the one carrying a mm-hmm. carrying a bang stick to make sure it goes right but the whole idea with a big game is to set it up right so that you don't have to use it and if you do it's one arrow and it it, it works so like as far as like all right say shooting a croc that's probably a pretty dangerous thing when yeah the croc isn't so much i wouldn't say it's dangerous unless you're messing around in the water um but it's it, it's an awesome hunt you know to get yourself within croc range with a bow and arrow is is really tough so the whole idea we use baits we set it up we use pop-up lines we try and get a nice close shot 20 yards show the guy where to shoot him it's important where to shoot him and um, if you shoot him right he'll jump in the water you get out and he comes up on the bank and that's where he'll lay and it's yeah it's a fun hunt so that's a little bit different from doing it with a rifle because normally when you're rifle hunting you're trying to anchor that correct you you, with a rifle you're going to shoot to brain him or or break his spine whereas with a bow what you want is to punch the lungs so when he jumps in the water he gets out again it's knowing where the lungs are to punch that's that's the key (laughs) and obviously the skin is really thick and you have to have the right... You know, funny enough, eh, on, on, on a croc, on the side, he's not that thick. On the top, it's like armor plating. Okay. But, um, you know, as I always say, two holes is better than one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you've got a good arrow, well-constructed, so like I say, 600-gram grizzly stick with a Messiah on the end, you put it in one side, you know it's coming out the other side. Then he's filling in from two angles, and that that's crucial. I think that, you know, you just brought up a very valid point with the 
like 600 grains or so on and so forth, which is obviously, this is an ongoing Debate. argument. And, but you've seen this firsthand, how yeah. this actually plays a part in, in it. 100%. 100%. But I would say, you know, the argument, and, and, and I'll still say, you know, we, we will sit there and say the 600s or 650 is, is, the, is the ultimate, you know, sort of combination. Yes, it is if you've got the right bow in the right weights. Obviously, you've got to balance your equipment to what you what it can handle. Now, it doesn't help if you shoot 30 pounds, you're trying to shoot a 600-grain arrow. It just it, it, it makes it tough. So you've got to find what really works for you. But if you've got the poundage and you can shoot that heavy weight, I don't, I don't care what anyone says. If you've hunted enough and you've seen it happen enough times, that little bit of extra weight will help you at some point, that extra bit of penetration. People will turn around and say, oh, just make sure you get the... The, the perfect shot every single time that doesn't exist we know that doesn't exist there, there's factors there's sticks there's wind there's birds there's string jumping there's I mean the list is endless the, you know there's a spider that runs up your up your neck right before you pull the trigger the, you know so it's when that shot isn't perfect is when that arrow really that heavy arrow really makes a difference I think a lot of the guys that do understand they they know about the what if it's not about it's not about you know exactly doing it right and waiting for that right shot it's the what if what if something does go wrong and you're dealing with some very dangerous animals and Correct. you need that what if Correct. and you need that reinsurance that if something is to happen that you have the tools to be able to to put this animal down exactly and 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 if you're a hunter that hunts a lot and you say there's no such thing as what if you, 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 you didn't hunt you're enough. You're talking nonsense. <laughs> well, well, it's a difference. I mean, let's let's think about it for one second. So, if you're going to, the, so the minimum uh, size round in Africa for big game, right, is three seven five. Correct. Do you really need a three seven five? No, because it's obviously been done with other rounds. Of course. And if you if you have it, you might as well use it. Of course. So why go why go shoot an elephant with a three oh eight? You can, but I mean, it's it's silly. It's crazy. Take a three seven five, take a four sixteen, take a five hundred if you can. You know, as long as you can handle it, do it. The bigger you can go, the better. Especially on the dangerous game. But right. my feeling is on, on everything. If you can make yourself more efficient and a better bow hunter, so that even a marginal shot becomes a good shot, why not do it? And it's something I always say to people, if if you ask anyone that has gone from light arrow setups and has gone and tried heavier. Try and find me one person that said, no, it didn't work. I'm going back to light arrows. Just one. I haven't met one yet. Everyone comes back and says, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is what I'm up for. You know, so we've seen it. The proof's in the pudding. Unfortunately, we just have a lot of people who want to bash it because they haven't seen enough. But obviously, it's been something that's been done since the beginning of time. When you're traditional hunting, what did you do? Exactly. A weight forward, heavy arrow. Exactly. So what is the difference when we started adding speed to it? Exactly. So, And their whole argument is, oh, yeah, sure, with the, with the, with the traditional stuff, you need that heavy stuff, but with the, with the new stuff, you don't need it. Well, that doesn't really make sense. I'm going to put the same thing, but with a faster bow and heavier bow, and it's going to make it even more lethal. What do we want? We want lethality is what we want. We want to kill you know, efficiently and, and humanely. Why would you not want any other way? Exactly. You added wheels to it, and then we want to change everything? Exactly. It's just not, it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. Um, I kind of want to go into kind of what your business is, because obviously you take safaris with people that want to go and archery hunt. Correct. Which is kind of a big thing. There's not very many people that will specifically just archery hunt for... Yeah. yeah. Look, there's more and more guys getting into it. Um, 
I'm kind of lucky. It's a, it's a niche that I've sort of fitted into and I've been doing for a long time now. And that's exactly what I specialize in. So I get a lot of guys coming to me because, you know, I've, I've been there, I've done that, I've had the experience and it really does help. You know, if, if you're a bow hunter going to Africa, especially if you're going to go and hunt dangerous game, you know, your your guide and your PH really needs to know what he's talking about and what he's doing. And having, you know, they have to have been there and done that because it's a fine line between a mess and, 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 and a great safari. And I think th- there's a lot of people who have safaris that they allow archery hunting, but they may not understand it to the level that you understand it. Yes, that's, that is correct. And a lot of guys battle with that because they just they, they end up in bad situations and they say, oh, and, you know, the hunt goes pear-shaped and the PH is not happy, the client's not happy. So, yeah, it, 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 it helps having someone who does it themselves as well. So where would somebody go about trying to contact you and get get into possibly doing such a thing? Just, I guess, Google me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like your website? Yeah, my website. So I've got uh, I've got two websites. Uh, one's strangmiddletonsafaris.com and the other one is middletonsafaris.com. You go to either one of those and you'll find the basic info. And then from there, you can give me a shout. Yeah, give me a call. Um my email is strangm76 at gmail.com. Drop me an email, um, and I'll be happy to answer any questions. Absolutely. And is there something that maybe you could tell somebody or tell your clients that were coming out that could p- potentially help them in the long run to try and prep themselves for something like this? Uh, how long a list do you want? <laughs> yeah, right. I figured as much. But what, what do you think the, the, the top three main things that they would want to be focusing on? Shoot straight shoot right make sure your equipment's right and if you're not sure about that ask me and i'll put you in the right direction without a doubt because you don't want to go to a gunfight with a toothpick (laughs) you're already doing that (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i'm gonna up my odds a little bit (laughs) right absolutely well i really appreciate you jumping on i know we gotta you know it's the last day of the show and we kind of got to get back to doing the, the proper things but you know Congratulations on your award, and uh, thank you very much for doing this. Pleasure, but really, really enjoyed being on here, and yeah, happy to be uh, happy to be a part of it. Absolutely, and everyone else, thanks for taking the ride right here on the Outdoor Drive.